You are hanging out with the boys from Just Chirpin'. Welcome to the show. And for a quick word from the sponsors here, we have Piranis Hockey World with all your hockey needs. On your game with all your game needs. Skates Pro Shop offering you everything from skate sticks, pucks, and more. And True Edge for all your skate needs particularly. What's up, boys? It's been a minute. How you guys been doing? What's going on, guys? It's been pretty good on good and busy on this end. Heck yeah. Well, Chris, man, what's new with you, buddy? Uh, just, you know, getting through the week here. Uh, went after it a little hard this weekend. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Threw out my back on Sunday. Wasn't moving furniture this time. It was golfing. So well, You threw your back out reaching your golf clubs that had slid up to the front of the bed. <laughs> you didn't have to bring that part up. They need to know. <laughs> I also hurt my wrist on Saturday. so That was a freak of, accident. That, that wasn't golf. Unrelated. <laughs> hey, Chris, if you want to quit golf, just let me know. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> so, yeah. Got well, outside, enjoyed the... Well, also on that, yeah, Saturday really sucked. We had a late tea time. So by the time we got out there, we were about 20, 30 minutes before it started to rain on us. Um, so the temperature went from 70 down to 60 plus rain. So we made it through eight holes before we called it good. Yep, called it a night at that. Hey, man, sounds like you had a good uh, eventful weekend. Well, uh, I'd sell your clubs. What, <laughs> what about you? What about you oh, they'd have to go to an antique museum. <laughs> yeah. True uh, that. What's going on with you, Brad? Yeah, what's, what's going new? on with you, bud? Oh, you guys know, busy weekend here. We had our first weekend of the Silver Puck Challenge. We had the uh, rec co-ed, the Petter Kellogg Cup was on. And then we also had the first inaugural uh, bracket, the SPC Taxi Squad bracket, which was kind of like a BB-plus hybrid. And holy smokes, a lot of good hockey was played this weekend. A lot of people uh, getting together. Was, uh, after last year, with being able to only do eight teams a weekend, we had a uh, full boat this weekend with 16 teams. Uh, aging var- ages varied from 18 up into the 60s. So it was, it was good. It was a lot of fun. And... Uh, for the record, for those listening or those that were there, I am officially part of the team that lost to Brad DeVries for the first time in the history of Silver Oh, Puck. my gosh, you poor bastard. Yeah, he gave me some riot punch, and it sounded like a good idea, and I just kept going. I kept slapping the bag and rolling. You had that one coming. I, just, I earned it. All right, my turn. Yeah, yeah, Stefan. <laughs> well, we're going we're to come back to the SBC a little bit. Um, But, uh, yeah, what's up with you, Steph? Yeah, I had one of those working weekends. So, uh, you I just said it. you went. Well, well, I'm cutting you off. Oh, you just said you went golfing. I'm getting with there. Chris. I'm yeah. getting there. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Hey, when it's <laughs> the weekend, weekend, you start early, you get out early, and you hit that four or five o'clock tea time. You guys know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> no, how I you have Jay to do it when you work. Day off yeah. on Friday to go golfing. <laughs> he had a 9 a.m. tea time. No. There's nothing wrong with a 9 a.m. on a Friday. I did not have a tea time. I had to call six different courses to get a tea time, and it was a whim, and I only got to play nine and had to hustle down to Detroit, which we'll get to when it's my turn. Well, that's but all I had that's for you, all you so had. Oh, it's your well, turn. Well, hey, my turn. So, yes, I did, uh, I did hit the links on, which would have been Friday morning. Um, random, I was going to go to work. 
and uh, just getting stuff together and started uh, running out of time. And from where, for where I had to drive to and get back and for unloading all the tools, I'm like, it, for two hours worth of work, didn't make sense to you me. You can find a real good excuse to go yeah. golfing when you have all that stacked yeah. up against Plus, you. I, I was, I think I started watching the Tiger Woods uh, thing on Netflix the night before, so it kind of had me Jones in a little bit. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. So, you got to play um, hooky once in a while, Jay. Yeah, yeah. So that was on Friday. But the big news is, boys, so we had that uh, gauntlet tournament down in Detroit for all those uh, Pee Wee hockey teams. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, so we went down at the Pee Wee AA level. Um, it's, I don't know the name of the tier, but we're like the how to how three level bracket, and uh, we we took it home five straight wins, man. Oh, oh the boys came home with some hardware. Yeah, and it's pretty cool because we built this team. Um, you know, half the boys were probably from last year's team, but the other half were like new newer kids coming from different programs. Uh, never met them, and the boys. You know, we only had a couple weeks with them on the ice, a couple practices. Um, Coach Atkinson there uh, at GV did a great job putting these kids together. Uh, he did. In fact, he did all this. I'm I'm just the assistant coach, by the way. I gotta be I gotta be completely yeah. honest about that. Well, you got a boy um, on the team too. Yeah, I got so. a, I got a kid on the team, and uh, yeah, but uh, you know, all the credit goes to him. He did a great job with these kids and putting them together, and they played their little hearts out and won it. And the cool thing was, is my buddy was playing down there for the, the tier one or whatever, so the, which would have been how one team bracket, um, and also our other buddy Markin. So he was his kids was down there, his team. Yeah, for the how one. Yep, and uh. I got it all happened to be where when those two played each other, they were playing at the same rink that we had just got done playing at. So I was able to watch their games. And um, so I had a buddy's kid who plays on one team and a buddy who plays on an, whose kid played on another team that over the weekend and for that division. And they ended up winning it as well. There was a lot of teams down there from West Michigan. I mean, my like Facebook feed was just blown up. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what teams are associated with what, but yeah. there was a lot of kids out there oh, playing hockey this dude, weekend. Rockford was there. Um, and this was, uh, I believe, for a higher level because um, I did see Brant there um, at that same rink. That rink was like just had everybody from the same area because we played Graha in that rink. Um and then, uh, so Graha was there, Fox Motors, Grand Valley Stars, um, and then again, Rockford. Those are the only only ones that I know from there. But, yeah, so the Plymouth Flyers, um, PWAA, how one team, took the championship home as well. So that was pretty cool. That's uh, my best friend from high school's kid plays on that team. But uh, Very good job. I'm but sure yeah. your coaching uh, helped them out tremendously. Achieve that oh, win. My Lord. You know well, what? You, you saw a ring, by the way. I like. No, we got a <laughs> seriously though, boys. The kids took home like a W, uh, welter weight. I don't know what you call them. Championship belt. It's a belt. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. But like, I was trying to think of like the the. The NW. Is this the remix? Yeah, yeah, that one. That one. Trademarks. Yeah, my dad wouldn't let me watch that stuff growing up. NWA, whatever. Yeah, yeah, those guys. (laughs) That's exactly what I was probably trying to accidentally spit out. But anyways, that's all right. So they took home the belt, which was pretty cool thing. Um, you know, my first time like being on the bench in the locker room and like being a part of the whole like. Did you get a belt? No, no, no. Yeah, he got a discount double check. I had my. uh, I was back. I had my cowboy boots on and um. My, my belt buckle and, and uh, plaid jacket. And see, you should have put when, the mustache. And when I was on. reviewing the pictures uh, yesterday of the from the parents that took them all from us being on the ice, taking pictures. I'm glad me. you're touching on this because I had a thought. And I'm I look like a. I don't need a belt. I look like a jackass. 
I was gonna say pedophile, but Jackass I, no, is totally. I called fine. the coach like the other day, and I was like, "Where can I get some gear? Because like I gotta play the part." I Where can I get some there. damn bait? <laughs> so, anywho, <laughs> so um, even after we uh, gave crap to Stefan about a month ago for coaching in jeans, you still decided to show up like that. Oh, oh yeah. the call! Yeah, I'm not on the ice, so I'm not yeah. skating. Oh, the you're on the bench out. though. But, it I, matter. but you guys were giving hey. Stefan crap. If you re-listen back, <laughs> I also said I wear jeans at practice. Where He's are right, your you know. slacks? You are coach. Well, you need a tie. He needs warm ups at least. A lot of these yeah, coaches. Yeah, that's what the other coaches wear, were wearing warm ups. Do they have ups. their name on their chest? Of course. Um, I don't remember exactly. Like the kids can't remember. Do you have a clip-on tie? Or no. Do you have the It's for the parents cowboy. to know no, who you are. No, I didn't want to go too dressy because I knew that the coaches were wearing. <laughs> the parents like, are giving their kids suit. away to a coach they don't know their name to. We that's why you have it on the breast. Right now. Two. <laughs> Case, I hope you guys are super good listeners. Yeah, we have two conversations going on here. So, <laughs> Sorry. We needed to do anyways, a little bit of a sidebar well, before we went forward. Well, yeah. So, okay. So, you know what? We could go on about this all day. How proud yeah. I am of these kids hey. and how good they did. But you know what? I want to. I want to hear from Chris. Um, what's new in the news, buddy? Uh, just a couple things. Um, I don't know if you guys had seen on Shark Tank, but a local Michigan company was on there the other week, um, showing or pitching their idea for a floating grill. Well, it's not an idea. They actually have prototypes and everything. Um, but apparently, they walked away with the deal. It's just to go out with boating when you're out there out on the water. Uh, take your grill out there and grill in the water. I'm sinking that thing. I am not going to lie. You put it in a pool, put it in a lake, I'm cannonballing the shit out of that thing. I'm actually really surprised that they got a deal on it. But, you know, I've been to a few of these boat days around Michigan and stuff, and, yeah, there, you could definitely – there's a need for that because usually it's just somebody out there with a PVC pipe uh, hot glued to the bottom of their grill – stuck in the middle of the water so there is definitely a need for it but absolutely absolutely yeah that's a pretty cool yeah. thing I, I looked until it up until you die yeah wait i can't believe you guys are sitting here seriously entertaining no. us i, I this it's is like, a like one of the dumbest water this is the dumbest thing i've ever yeah. heard like a seriously absolutely listen do you there's know? everybody no stop i'm gonna stop everybody <laughs> everybody has that one friend that sits up on the shore he doesn't swim anyways let him cook the burgers yeah for sure Other than that, man, I'm tipping that shit over. Or bring a portable grill and put it on the bow of the boat or somewhere. Oh, what? What? Stefan, this is weird. Other alternatives? Right. Let's integrate a floaty and a grill and make it cool. Okay. Hey, Mark Cuban. I hope you didn't invest in this one. It probably was was Cuban. uh, Founder of Kind Bars. Which who the is granola that? bars? Which one's that? I can't guy? Oh, is that his mi- name? But he's a guest host. The oh, Mr. Nice Guy, of, of course. Or yeah. Mr. No, no, Mr. No, no. Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've seen the show <laughs> once or twice? I think that's the joke. <laughs> Anyways, remind um, me why neither of you have ever invented anything again? Right. Picking on the guy who's about to make millions. Not a forward uh, thinker. Nope. Lots of stupid ideas make millions of dollars. Nope. Yes, they do. Because. All... Yeah, like your idea to do this podcast. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Shots fired. I always, you guys hey, I always said from the beginning it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have, Chris? Uh, one last thing here. Um, Alan Jackson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that guy. Yo, I, I can't wait he, to hear this. He decided to uh, make some comments here about country music and apparently according to him over the last 10 years it's been dead um lost its soul doesn't really have any feeling and 
I don't know if he just said that to hype his new album, which he apparently has coming out really? and apparently has yeah. some soul and some feeling on it. But I thought that was <laughs> interesting that, you know, he's going to rip on Luke Bryan's sushi joint down in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what he did? He went down there on a Chattahoochee and did some thinking about country music. You know what? Though? I'll say this in the last 10 years. I have said country music has sound better than it ever, ever has. From 2000, 2010, that was the garbage era for me. I do not, I did not enjoy any of the country music. You know, I'm sure there's a few songs that I enjoyed. So pretty much Alan Jackson's era. Well, no, that Alan was, Jackson was that more was 80s, 80s, 90s. Yeah, 80s and 90s. Wasn't country he coming music. out with some of that like goofy stuff in in? Uh, not Alan. He's Jackson. hoping you weren't supposed to remember that. Then? Um, Kenny Chesney? No, those like <laughs> those, Toby like, Keith goofy songs. What was it? Chris Red Gaines? Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have that? a party. Please stop singing. No, there's those. <laughs> and then he did the Applebee's ads. Toby Keith. Yeah, I might be heard of him. I do like Alan Jackson. I'll probably I'll probably listen to it. We went to an Alan Jackson concert a couple of years ago. Back when you could go to concerts. Back did you take the, your grandparents. Yeah, no, I took whoa, my whoa, wife. Stop right there. Back in the '90s, I actually took my mom. <laughs> Well, Good she show. took you. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're about 90. Yeah. I forgot. Oh. <laughs> what was that like wheeling her in there? <laughs> it was like a geriatric party. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even retort to any of this. <laughs> All of this is very, very true. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's uh, I, I really wish I could. We're in the upper bowl, too, so it was even more difficult. You had to beat the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I was so at Alan Jackson's concert. This guy is like a mountain of a man and he's just trotting around stage like a giraffe and he's handing out t-shirts. He's about 150. It was ridiculous. Good, good performer though. Oh, absolutely. Great performer. Uh, I was just looking up some stuff on Alan Jackson. I did have him confused, but he is. Yeah, no, he's got great stuff. I, for listeners, I don't even know the names of my favorite songs, nor the people. I mean, I might know the band, but for the most part, I couldn't tell you the words in it and the name. I don't, for some reason, remember that once it's said and done. But like when it turns on, I'm like, "Ooh, it's my jam." These two characters think they can sing. But uh, you know, I want to get into this real quick. So, uh, SPC. Um, I want to dive a little bit more into that, but before. We want to talk about the giveaway from Piranis. So that's kind of linked with the SPC. And um, what we're doing here for the giveaway is Piranis has uh, given us some merch and I believe some free skate sharpening tickets. So let's give those guys a round of applause right now. Thank you very much. Thank you, Piranis. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Piranis. And um, so how are you going to win this? Well, you have to tell us how many beers we have opened on this episode. Wait. What did you say? Can you say on again? On this episode. <laughs> You're from the Midwest. You're supposed to say on. On the episode. There you go. On the episode. That's more like it, don't you know there, you hoser? I don't know. You know what? You've made fun of, of me for this before. On. on, the, on there the, was a little much, Stephen. Too much? Yes. So, anyways, just like that motorcycle that just so it probably again picked up by the mic. Quit complaining. You have to tell us how many beers we have opened on the episode. <laughs> now, where do you tell us on the episode? No, no, no. no. 
They're not telling us on the episode. No, you guys can go out to our website at www.justchirpin.com and go to our contact page and send us a message there with how many uh, beer cracks you heard. And we will have a drawing after that with the correct answers. And we will select our winner from there. And we will probably reveal it. What do you want to do it next week? Yeah, because yeah. we've got so a few we'll, prizes we'll here, do, don't we? We'll do the reveal on the show, and then so it sounds like Piranis is going to be giving us a care package uh, for every SPC tournament. So um, I'll touch bases more with them tomorrow uh, in the next couple of days when I go pick this up from them. But um, yeah, it sounds like they're going to be doing one for every tournament, so that'll be really cool. So we'll do this past week's. You know, we probably should have done it last week, but uh, you know, this whole ordeal didn't kind of happen until last minute. So. We'll do uh, catch up after, and so yeah. next week we'll do the week before, and now you guys all know what's going on. We'll do the announcement of who won, and then we'll do another giveaway that week as well. This yeah. is kind of like a catch up week, anyways, because yeah. we're gonna right. be touching on a few things. Yeah, here. yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so I, by next Wednesday, then the twenty sixth by five, submit it. Yes, on the website, and it's on the contact us. Yes, the there's a contact right? page. There's a contact yep, there's page. a little spot awesome. where you can type in uh, whatever yes. information you want and just say. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen, thirty. Yeah, we still got a lot of show left. Whoa. So. Yeah. Well, we're not quite there yet. <laughs> I am keeping track. Gonna be drunk. But um yeah, and, and so for those who may not be the most tech savvy, could you, sir, walk them through that if there's anything more clear than what you already said? Cause, you know, I wouldn't know what to no, do. No, that's why I asked him if there was a contact page. Yes, there is a contact page. If you can't figure it out, go find your three-year-old niece. Tell her how to spell justchirpin.com and how to spell contact us. I tell you what we'll do. How about this? So we'll post on Facebook. Yes. This this will will go on Facebook. And when you post this episode, you're going to put the link to the contact page? Yes, absolutely. We're gonna we'll put that out there, and we'll actually repost our question. And you guys go ahead and give that a click, and cool. go right directly to the page. You yeah, won't have we'll to figure you, out yeah. all that stuff, yeah, but if perfect. you're on the fly or you're listening, cool. and you don't have access to it right away. You, you can do it that way. All Just right, perfect. Go to the web page. We want to give you multiple ways. Uh, following this whole like multiple ways, remember, please smash that subscribe, follow, like button right now. In fact, we're gonna give you a moment of silence to do so. Actually, I'm doing it right now. And thank you very much. Seriously, guys, though, the reason we're able to give do these giveaways and get these sponsors is uh, by having follows and likes. As uh, much as we'd rather not do it that way, that's how it has to be done. But if you could just help us out and hit that button, that would be freaking fantastic. Uh, so anyways, jumping into SPC, man, uh, you know you touched a little bit about it, but was there anything that uh, you want to bring up before we move on? No, it's just a seriously great weekend. Uh, the uh, SBC Taxi Squad bracket was new this year. It was basically a bunch of teams that sat on a waiting list. And year after year after year, I had to tell them no. Uh, this year I had the space to drop them in and let them uh, duke it out to find uh, find out how they stand and see where they fit within the uh, Silver Puck Challenge kind of uh, structure, if you will. And did a little evaluation today, and I think uh, maybe a few of these teams will be placed next year. Um, a great evaluation process. It was fun to see these guys play. It was more competitive than I really thought it was going to be uh, for that bracket. A lot of fun. A lot of fun watching that one. The Rec Coed, the Petter Kellogg Cup, that was an extremely, extremely, extremely fun bracket to watch. 
Yes. I heard that Nate is the uh, shootout sponsor of the, yeah, uh, the yeah. weekend. Yeah, Nate's team had three shootouts in a row, all three games. The whole bracket was very competitive within two, you know, one, two goals. Uh, Nate had a vet sports team in, and I want to touch base on that. Uh, that uh, Zach Rankin and Joe Labazu also had a team in the uh, SPC Taxi Squad. Oh, the bracket. boys, the boys from last week. Yeah, the boys yeah, from last week. Uh, they didn't fare so well, but they but, had a lot of fun. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> right. right. You, know, but you, you warned them. I did. I warned them. Uh, they, but they had a good time. They met some new people, and you know the the hockey community here in Grand Rapids grows once again. Uh, Coming out of the SBC Taxi Squad bracket, we had an SBC team win, which is kind of a future team for the B+. Not getting into all that stuff, detail too much. Uh, but they got a chance to try out the tournament. They're a real real young squad. They're the uh, 2016-ish boys from Kentwood High School. And then in the uh, Petter Kellogg Cup, we had BLB winning back-to-back titles this year. So it was it was a lot of fun to watch. It was a good show, good time. Well, good, man. That's fantastic. Uh, and everything went smoothly. You didn't have to chop anybody's head off or fire anybody or <laughs> no, a- actually, eliminate any team. This Can't was the back. most anxiety weekend that I've had in a long time. It's just been stressful, as is anyways. Uh, and I thought that SBC Taxi Squad bracket was going to just be a bonfire. I really did. Yeah, you were. I knew you were concerned with how these teams were going to mesh and yes. how well, as far as even matchups go, because you don't really have a salary cap for that, right? It's just kind of build it, a it team. It is, but or... it's it's a pretty wide salary cap. Like in the other brackets, okay. there might be 0.5 differential, right. if that makes sense, dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you follow me, you'll know what I'm talking about. And this one, it was almost two. Mm, so there was pretty, there was a bottom spread. and there was a top because yeah. I wanted to make sure that teams wanted to play in the higher brackets. They could get some boys together, see how they did, and teams that might want to play in the B. Well, let's be whatnot. honest. I'm a, so. you know this. It might not have been in full intention. Maybe it was, and you can answer that here in a second. But having a weekend like that, and again, you're trying to grow, so you're trying to bring in new teams. Having a weekend like that for specifically new teams to get vetted for the following year, you know, I mean, like how much better can you do it? Like you said, you just fit a B plus spot by having that. And you probably didn't even think you were going to have that level of team. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it seriously was looking at some of these teams. I broke it down today and I was like, you're ready for the B plus you're ready for the B plus you cut this guy and you'll be a perfect fit for the B. You add a couple guys, you'll be perfect for the B. You cut a few of these guys. You're perfect for the C. Right. I mean, it was a good way to evaluate and kind of get a good idea so that a new team doesn't, you know, Rick roll everybody that's been there for a while. Not only that, you don't have to be like, eh, I don't know if you're going to fit in. And, and now you now it's it's a lot easier when you know the team. Right? It is. You're like, oh, well, you'll fit perfect there. So now all you got to do is say, okay, well, now all I got to do is get another team. Well, crap, that year, two of those teams value. They can come into the B bracket. Now I just expanded the B bracket by two more teams. You know what I mean? Like that's a cool thing. Or maybe now you, like you said, you're trying to grow. So grow another weekend and have another weekend Absolutely. with another bracket and stuff like that so no that's really cool man i'm really glad that uh you decided to do that this year um thank it's, you it's really gonna benefit you and uh your spc you know your baby so that's super awesome well uh, uh, anything else that comes to mind that you wanted to talk about the only thing that i might want to say is uh i had a lot of fun saturday courtesy of uh brad devries uh those that saw me there i made it through the weekend i had a good time uh but 
that has been uh, one of the rougher weekends that I have had personally in 17 years. I uh, had a lot of fun. Nothing bad about it at all. I did lose to Brad DeFries, and uh, that is the first win for those uh, those guys in all the years of playing, and uh, you're welcome. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, then, hey, guys, let's get to the meat and the potatoes of this dang show. Stefan, you want to take it away? All right, ladies and gents, um, playoff hockey is upon us. So... We have the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders. Uh, Toronto facing Montreal. Washington and Boston, which we're watching right now. Edmonton and Winnipeg. Carolina and Nashville. Colorado and St. Louis. Florida versus Tampa Bay. And Las Vegas versus Minnesota. Oh, that whole Livingston Montana <laughs> matchup. <laughs> That's a beauty, like, eh? That's, that's, that's going to be a great one. <laughs> so, so what we're going to do here, uh, we're going to uh, – us three us three hockey guys are going to pick who's coming out of each matchup. And then for every uh, series, we're going to pick a team coming out of it. So we're going to give you our picks, and I'll start. So for me, my pick – What's some, the first matchup? Let's go first right, matchup. First matchup, we'll go first matchup in a round. Pittsburgh – uh, Pittsburgh and New York Islanders. I pick Pittsburgh over New York. I'm taking the Islanders. Jay's got the Islanders. I'm taking the Islanders. I can't stand Pittsburgh. Okay, fair enough. Next matchup, Toronto and Montreal. I've got Toronto. I'm going to say Toronto, too. That's the only one I haven't circled yet, and that's because I'm just, like, torn. So I'm going to go with Toronto. Uh, They're better than Montreal. Yeah, I'm just going to do that with you guys because you know what's going on. Perfect. Actually, well, Montreal's pronounced Montana. Mont- <laughs> Montreal. Now, listen to this. As we're setting up the teams and we're talking Montreal. about this earlier, Jay's, he, he can't figure out the initials, so he actually thought Montreal was Montana. <laughs> I might have said Montana. I thought I was talking about Joe Montana, but for, uh, for the flip it, it, of this, I'll let you make fun of me. <laughs> I'm moving right Just going to put sugar in your gas tank later. <laughs> there you go. Get them where it hurts. Uh, Washington and Boston. I choose Washington. Um, I chose Boston. I'm Just because I like Boston. I'm going with Washington only because I am not a fan of Marshawn. Yeah, I, see, I like OV, but I do like Marshawn a little bit. Okay. Edmonton and Winnipeg. I choose... Edmonton. Uh, yep, that's where I went. I went with McJesus myself. <laughs> and I pause because I'm jotting down the picks. Uh, Carolina versus Nashville. Carolina. Carolina. Carolina, done. You guys are going Carolina? Oh, Ron Francis. That's another one I'm not exactly sure on, but I mean, uh, I mean, the Predators are got yeah. some cool sweaters. You got to decide. Got to pick one. Pick one. I did. I, I circled Nash. Oh, Predators. All right. My bad. Uh, Colorado versus St. Louis. I choose Colorado. Colorado. Patrick, got Jay? Patrick, oh, Patrick I, Waugh is hot. Yeah, no, I love – dude, listen, Colorado is my jam. Jay, you have two choices. Okay, so Jay's got Colorado. But, um, no, I, I went with – but I went with St. Louis. Oh, Jesus. Jay over here. 
Okay. Um, Florida versus Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay is the favorite coming out of here, but I I took I, Tampa. I'm gonna I'm gonna root for Florida. They're they're a bit of an underdog, but I uh, I definitely think that they they're ready. I think they're ready to compete, and I think they might be able the ones to knock off Stamkos and the Lightning. I want to see Tampa punch them right in their mouth. Okay, uh, last matchup: the Livingston Golden Knights and what was the other one? <laughs> <laughs> Montana um, uh, Wild. No, listen, it was I'm not Montana Wild. <laughs> Somebody said Wisconsin because it was there was a W I N and I'm like, all right. Golden it was about, that was about Winnipeg, anyways. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> I digress. We got Vegas versus Mini. What are you guys taking? I'm taking uh, Vegas. I'm gonna have to follow your lead on that one. Yeah, I'm going to actually – I am changing my mind on that one. I was going the wild, but uh, I think I am going to change the Las Vegas, the Golden Knights. Perfect. All right, so you guys got the playoff matchups for the first round, our picks, and then uh, we'll report back after the first round. So with what our are we, are we all doing round. a bet? You guys want to do a little bet for the show? Yeah, we'll throw five bucks on who can have the most no, accurate no, picks. No, I'm, I'm not talking about a bet. I'm talking like a dare. Ooh. Oh, your hair. I'm not going to lie. I'm in. <laughs> Right. I mean, I mean, I don't even know what the consequences right. are, That's but this I'm is saying. how I've lived like, my whole life. Like whoever gets the most wrong has to do whatever we. How about the listeners get to come up with what we have to nope. do? Nope. Don't no, like half nope. of those. Uh, <laughs> nope. I, I can definitely see that this will not be good for me. I think uh, well, I would rather have a, a Chris's we're get a cold. giant list of things we could choose from. But how about the listeners give us a list of stuff? For next week to come up with. I just got nauseous. Yeah, the guy that loses has Listen, to Listen, we can the... always lie and say we that somebody said something that we made up if we don't like what they said. Oh, that's true. Right, right. Well, now they know. <laughs> I don't care. So give us some options. Uh, it's got to be a dare. Nothing crazy, please. I do like, um, you know, like my hair and my beard, but... Uh... But yeah, and let I us don't know. let us know what the loser what the loser has to take on. Okay, Any, anything we'll, we'll anything goes short of putting us in jail. Wait, wait, what's the one I want? <laughs> nope, not this one. Ready, guys? What are they gonna pick for us? <laughs> Anyways, all right. So you guys, on. you guys got the uh, the playoff matchup matchups, and we'll further report on that as the playoffs go. Hockey's on my TV every time I'm home. As long as I can get bubble guppies off the TV. So there was a nice little playoff uh, tilt between uh, Landeskog and Shen that uh, was a result of what appeared to be a bit of a knee to knee. And uh, Shen had to answer the bell to the captain, Landeskog. Yep. Play stupid game. Get stupid prizes. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And it looks like Landeskog got the better of him yeah, in that I tilt. Would agree. Kind of looked like he turtled a little bit at the end. I, I don't know. They delivered. They both delivered some good blows to one another. I just think Shen went down. I think he took a couple and was like, "Okay, screw this," because he he went. He didn't like lose balance. Went down. I feel like he gave up. Went down. Yeah. How do like you guys he, feel about that? Well, because no, he, he got popped in the face enough time that he couldn't see through the he, tears in his eyes. He threw some good some some good hands though. Yeah. Well, they both threw hands. I pretty good i, I thought, thought lana scott bested him a bit oh, yeah. my opinion um the how he went down sure you know maybe he went down a little bit but i watched it in slow-mo and he kind of was almost down with the fight a little turtle went on there okay, hold on guys just a little bit pulling up here real quick 
Slow motion. Helmet. Uppercut miss. Helmet. Dude, Sheen, Sheen pops the helmet off with a couple good blows to the face. You know what I mean? It's Shen. Sorry. Get Shen. it right. Okay, so he just took two good to the chops, but he still has... Yeah. Okay. I guess. Slow motion. I give Shen credit for uh, popping the helmet off first with a couple good... Uh, what do you call those jabs when you're holding? Is it just, just when you're holding the jersey? Like I call them jabs, but you grab the jersey, and punch to the face. They're jersey jab. Man, Biz called it something else, and then I can't remember now. I think there's like a term they use. Yeah, it. We're we're not at that national level, but I'm calling it a jab. Yeah, I'd consider it a jersey jab. But you're trying to tie up the other guy's, you know, forward hand. Say he's a righty, you're gonna grab him on the right shoulder. And while you have them, you're going to start jabbing away the feeding best you can. Them, feeding them some chin music. Feeding them. But, hey, early in the playoffs, and we've got a, a tilt between, you know, two pretty decent players that probably don't do a ton of fighting. That That's interesting. It looks like it's going to be a, the tone. It's gonna, it looks like it's going to be a, not just a physical series, but overall the playoffs, it does look like it's dialed up a little bit. Well, for the most part, these teams have been playing each other the entire season without. There's some animosity between. There's some a of these lot guys. built up. This is going to be a very interesting playoff. That Florida and Lightning. Oh heck that's yeah! Another the, one that's the Battle of Florida for crying out yep. loud. It was a there was back and forth every game leading into it. Yeah, we got Boston and Washington. I mean, yeah. that's where do you want to go? Lots of battles. Um, in other hockey news, uh. Kind of a hot point for Detroit fans. Uh, Iserman signed Blashill for a contract extension. I'm not exactly sure the numbers or the terms. Um, what are, What are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, the Wings have practically right. been the dead Wings of the '80s all, right. all over again. Let's not even talk about the dead Wings. We got five more years for that. Hold on. Okay, fair enough. Do we think that? Blash is a bad coach because of this, or do you think he's dealing with some okay. a bad team? I mean, no. This is this is my personal impression. I, anybody can say argue. Hey, um, you know what? We need to make a segment called "What Brent Believes." Yes, it's what I believe. Yeah, I think that Blashell uh, has never truly been a great coach. I think he's been blessed with a lot of good players that have come across his plate, and he's been able to uh, get them through a season or in the playoffs and maybe uh, kind of enjoyed the fruits of his labor. I guess I don't know how else to put it. I think now once all those guys retired in Detroit, he's been the one that's had all this new talent coming his way. And he hasn't really, in my opinion, done anything great uh, with any of these guys. I think the only reason that he's in Detroit is Detroit will not be a contender for another two years. And if you look at his contract, it is not worth that much. So when you become a contender, you go get a real coach. And that is my personal opinion. And Stevie, why I trust. Okay. So he was a great coach in Grand uh, Grand Rapids. And that's once again, he had great talent, right? Is he really a good coach? Western Michigan, great talent. Was he really a good coach? Yeah, uh, you know, well, hey, very good ask, point. Let me ask you this though, like, okay, so the devil's advocate, you know, I'm gonna play that all day long. Um, you take a guy with great talent, but with great talent, you still have to have good coaching to to aim the the team in the correct direction, right? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this real quick: Is the team the last couple of years for Red Wings um been younger 
than most. Absolutely. Yeah, considering. Okay. So here's considerably something I'm... Rather. Considerably rude. That's yeah. what I'm saying, right? Yep. So here's the theory, though. The, the, and this is a theory I'm making up on the fly, so you guys can chew me up and spit me out if you like, and please give me your feedback on our, uh, you know, our forum. Social media. Yeah, social media. Let me know. But my email. theory here is, is I'm just taking this on. You, these kids are getting younger and younger and younger, right? You're harder to coach, <laughs> harder to get to hear you nagging a little bit. You know, they get in the pros, they start making this money. They get their heads really big. Yada, yada, yada. Do you think that that has anything to do with him building a team? The fact that the team is so young. Yeah, I, I think that that's probably a bit of a factor in it. Uh, the age difference, what he was working with in Grand Rapids, what happened when he took over the helm in, in Detroit with the big dogs retiring. Um, it, it's it's a different ball game for him. And to Brent's point about the dollars and cents and giving this guy a couple more shots at or another shot at it for a couple more years – Let's just see what happens. He could be a great coach. The yeah. other thing is, too, is like, think about it. You look at Blaschel. This is me processing this whole thing. He walks in a room with Nicholas Lidstrom. You know? He doesn't have to say anything when Nicky Lindstrom no, is your captain. He doesn't have to do anything. And those boys, they might have not done as great as they, they, they would have hoped, okay? Because there was a lot of pieces that were kind of coming and going, injuries, new draft picks, stuff like that. Once the old helm walked away, and trust me, the old helm probably did not listen to him. He probably listened, you know, Blashill probably listened to them. But now he's he's set here to run all these young kids. I agree with Jay a little bit. It's probably got to be a little bit harder to, to, to manage, you know, nowadays with the way everything's going. But I I just don't see the right. respect and then the, there. And then the setback with COVID, I mean, that affects every team. But, again, from a guy yeah. building a new team – um, dealing with that battle, uh, you know, and then too, on top mm-hmm. of that, like the wings were, you know, when they were the wings and now they're not and you know, the scrutiny and all that stuff and all the judgment and all, I mean, you got to say Stevie wise making a decision for yeah, a absolutely. reason, right? The, the other thing is too, is like, it's, it is, you know, I'm not backpedaling at all. I haven't like blashed at all. No, he no. Was in you, Grand Rapids, not as a person. I'm just, I'm not, he's not my favorite, he's not coach. Your favorite coach. Um, the other thing is too is Detroit's got to play a little bit of a game here with the Seattle Krakens coming into the uh, the NHL next year. Yeah. They can't be playing guys. They can't be doing this stuff, or they're going to be up for bait to be selected into the draft, the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, so you're not you're not going to bring those stars in because you don't want them taking. Yeah, it could be a uh, a chess move here. And what do you have to lose keeping the guy around? If you've got a couple more years before you're a contender again, why, why get somebody new in there right now? I think there's better, better bags of pucks out there. I yeah. really do. Yeah. There, no, you, know, you disagreed with me. I, there's better bags of pucks. <laughs> He's saying there's better coaches. Yes. That's yeah. I, I got that right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're agreeing with that. You're agreeing with me. I agree. There's better oh. coaches out there. But you also agree with Stevie. Why? What do you mean? to stay around for a little bit longer. I see what, what harm in keeping him around right, for right. a little while. No, I agree with you. And you know, at the price tag, and also you know that you're not going to be a contender for a couple of years. Why change it? Just let it ride for a little while, and then when you get the right pieces in the right place, move forward. I can't disagree more. I am a firm believer in culture. And the culture that has been brought into Detroit is not the winning championship culture that is necessary to take us to that next level and Blashill has been a part of that I would rather see somebody come in 
change the blood flow and get that championship hunger back again. I think that's what I was getting at, though, because we've got a couple of down years, right? So extend the contract, give them a two-year contract, right? And then change that culture completely with getting a new new skipper, if you will. But why sit there and have a guy that gets you to that point and then all of a sudden he takes off and he's gone. Now you got to change the culture because they're so used to the one guy. Now you got to do it again when you're well, actually he's not going to get the them to that point. They're still going to struggle. It's give him a couple more years, see what happens. He could be great. He could fall on his face. And at that point, they'll make a coaching change, I would imagine, at least. Well, that's what brings me to my quick question to you guys because what you're saying both make sense. Now, you made a comment earlier, Brent, about paying more for a better coach. Are you suggesting or do you know that maybe Blashill is uh, on the lower end of being paid? Well, yeah, he, he was, I think somebody correct me if I'm wrong, one of those fact checking things, but I want to say even last year, he was the lowest salaried coach in the NHL. That being said, if you, now I don't know if this is a thing, but I'm again, uh, coming up with maybe a hypothesis here. Uh, keep him around, right? Like Stefan says, it's going to take, even if they get some new players, it's going to take a couple years. So keep him around at the low cost that he is. Use that money to give to some new players to bring some new players on the table. I mean, I don't know if we're talking millions here or not. I I, could, I totally agree with you. That's kind of the point that I mean? I'm making. That's why Stevie Y I trust. Right. You know, might as well keep him around. I, I, I like mm-hmm. to build a championship stuff early. You know, yeah. get it in the system, that culture of it, winning. That could be well, too, but It could know, be him. When do you do your hardest clawing? You know, when you're at the bottom, you're, at the rock bottom. you're about to be buried. You know, then you do your hardest clawing. So, you know, maybe this is Or you is just like lay down hey, and die. You could, and now that's we're left to see with what happens. Yeah, now, do you think that Blash is the lay down and die, or do you think he's a clawer? I think he's a clawer, but I don't think the team supports him at the level that the he, the, the team's not going to claw for level. him. Yeah, right, absolutely, okay. the respected level. He, what has he ha- <laughs> What has he done in the NHL? Really, I mean, no, he hasn't done anything in the NHL. Really, that's kind of what I'm but getting. He at. had a championship in the AHL, and that's why they moved him up yeah. to the end. So, so great, how, but did you see? Did you see the guys on the roster? They didn't need him. They could have had a, a bag of sticks. <laughs> Fair point. Like, Fair seriously, point. Right, we got Chris. So, Chris has got some info, info right. for us. Let's jump him in. By no means is this a small salary, but yes, he is on the low end at eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, well, that's the other like coaches an, uh, at a million plus, up to six million. For Freeze other up. coaches, yes. what's the NHL entry level contract for a player? Yeah, because that's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, that's for a low end player, yeah. right? That's what well, I mean. He's not level. making that much. Hey, more. but guess what? That player usually has potential. No, I'm what I'm saying is like for how Ouch. much he's getting paid. Like, can you really buy an awesome player for the difference of what no. a good coach gets paid for? And I'm thinking, you know, that good player wants five million anyways. Okay. Dollars to so, donuts. That so, is a good call. So wait, hey, so hang on. You, you're like, hey, you know, what can you get for those dollars? I don't know. What's Sador going to get when he comes in? And I really think that kid's going to be a superstar. Yeah, They're probably going to have but again, him. again, a young one. team that takes time to build. Like how long was he in Grand Rapids and how long did it take him to build that to get that championship? You guys keep missing my point. He didn't build anything. It was already there. But how long was he there for? Too long. Well, then he had a part to build. Well, I'll just interject here. He should definitely get a bump up to a million if he can keep up with the Lions coach and um, 
get a uh, griffin or a sorry a red wing uh in a cage up in the corner of the stadium like the lions coach wants with a lion oh fair enough. on a chain yeah. at the uh stadium we saw so. how that worked out in the hangover when they stole tyson's tiger been I, there, seen it. It's a lion, though. I struggled. <laughs> and a red you know, different. <laughs> I, you know, I, I get a little passionate about it because, like, I do remember. I'm the old guy at the table, and I do remember the dead wings. I remember when Eisenman came in and Fedorov defected and Kozlov, Konstantinov, and it was starting to build. Lidstrom was being put to the team. And you know what? For us old guys, and the 80s really sucked for us. You got a coach, Scotty Bowman. Mm-hmm. All right? Go back in your history. The Red Wings were very young in the 90s. They had their lumps. They took their beatings. But they had a coach, to Jay's point, that could actually lead them to the promised land. Somebody that had the clout to do it. Go look up Scotty Bowman's history. Yeah, he he wasn't a first-time coach coming out of the the lower ranks. Lashell will be gone in two years. The Red Wings will become successful in another four. Right. And and the one buried thing is is that um oh gosh help me Brent I'm having a brain fart uh, the former coach of Pittsburgh that is Bilesma. from Mesquite so Balsma also uh, in this chain of events was fired for his, from his role rather as the uh, PP coach power play coach for those of you that don't follow hockey as well as we do. Um, so I thought that was kind of wild because yeah, that one bothers me a little bit. I can't believe Pittsburgh got rid of him. And then f- furthermore, they were successful under him. Yeah. He maybe had a couple of down uh, years, but yeah. they just scrubbed him. Another thing is a uh, uh, fact checking. I think, didn't he go to Buffalo for a little while too? Oh boy. I, I, I think he I can't confirm I, if I'm but... wrong. I apologize, but I believe he went to uh, uh, Buffalo for a little while. Probably as an assistant of he, some no, sort. I think he was head coach. Oh, was he moment. head coach? And then he came to uh, uh, the Detroit Red Wings. I think Bilesma could potentially be a great head coach if given the proper opportunity to do it. I mean, he is a Michigan homegrown guy, too, as well. Um, Yes. I just think uh, Bilesma, like I said, we're not in these locker rooms. We don't know what's going on. He might be a terrible locker room coach. Who knows? There could be conflict with players and stuff like that. We don't know. But I think Bilesma, it just seems like he keeps getting the short end of the stick, in my opinion. And I would like to see him get a real shot again. Yeah, that was, there was talk that he was going to be the next front runner for the head coaching position if they got rid of Bilesma. Or uh, if they got rid of uh, Blasio. Yes, that that is true. I don't know what happened there, and I don't, you know, like I said, and Stevie, why I trust, because I want to win another cup. I want to. I want. I want Detroit to rise. I want Michigan to have all this uh, pride again in their hockey organization. We got some great talent there, and it just seems like we're coming up just a little bit too short for what that red and white stands for. We're in a real bad spot when it comes to athletics. When you're putting all your chips on the Detroit Lions to have a successful season. And the Tigers have been in a funk. The Wings have been Wait in a, a funk. Wait a minute. I'm going to stop you right there, though. Tigers? Yes, they've been in a funk for a long time. But wasn't there a uh, no-hitter thrown the other day? I don't know. I don't watch baseball. Yeah, just nod your head yeah. and say, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that on the news. I saw that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. No, Speaking. I did. I saw that on the news. <laughs> I can't tell you his name, but there was a no-hitter thrown. It was against the Mariners. Hey, I'm just going to throw an audible out here, out there. Um, 
with the little bit of baseball talk we're getting into, did you guys see that uh, that batter get smoked in the beak by a 94-mile-an-hour fastball right what? off the face? I played baseball my whole life. What do you do to precipitate that? Um, he was probably crowding the plate. Did he lean in no. too much? Oh, I didn't. I did, honestly didn't I'm gonna see have it. To look at, I'm going to check it out after the we'll show. Because, check that one out. We'll report really, back next week. Unless it really gets away from somebody. He had a reason to be thrown at. Right. What you guys got to check out <laughs> is that uh, little little guy. Um, I don't know what age they were, but a pitch gets thrown. He swings at it. As the he's swinging, a foul ball from the field next to it. Oh, yeah. He hit the ball, both the balls yes. at the exact same time. That was really cool last year. I, I remember that. Yeah, I just saw it rolling <laughs> up. I didn't know if that was new or old, but... I saw that rolling up to the other day on the old YouTube there or Facebook. I was like, gosh, thanks. So get back to this. Yeah. You know, you guys were talking about the young team and the wings and, you know, I, I some re- semi-recent information, but abdicator, like not. He's getting, not done. Not he, done, but he's not around, right? Didn't get he, renewed last year. No, no, but, but he's trying to make a comeback. Did you see that? Because he's like, what, Europe or? No, yes and no. Where, I, let where, me say, he, he just from? won a championship in Europe. Yeah, yeah. I have followed that. And he is being a part of the U.S. Um, national team for a, tur- or a tournament or something that's going to be going on, I believe, the summer, winter. I haven't looked into it enough. And this is his last bid to try to make the show again. Right, because for a local boy out of Mona Shores, um, you know, I was, I was kind of like, you know, I didn't think he was doing amazing. Obviously, he wasn't, like, on the on – the, uh, highlights every weekend. Or anything, of course but. not. He played for Blashill. He was getting old. He didn't respect him. <laughs> well, he go back plen- to this again. He had plenty of great. A lot of people don't you know, share the same contentment you have towards um, what's his face that went to uh, Washington. Old school. I know what leadership is, and it's not that guy. But he could he could dust the mitts a little bit, and he could put some pucks in the net. Yeah, and no, 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 I'm not saying he was terrible by any means. I'm just saying, like, how did he not get signed again? Like, that was pretty, right. that was surprising to me. It's, it's a different to cut era. Like, nobody asked him. It's a different Yeah, era. he was putting waivers. Nobody picked him up. Yeah, the nobody game is picked changing, him up. boys. Yeah. Why? They're getting younger. They're looking. Just back to yeah, I mean, last gosh, week's we're talk. We're 35 years old. Yeah, Cap yeah. Peter's 30, 34, 35. Yeah, yeah. be so, 47. I get it. I think he graduated the same year I did, 05. Yeah, he was uh, maybe a year behind yeah. us. But played, played against him a couple times. No not a deal. big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk to him once at the rink, maybe twice. I bet you still didn't pass to him. I mean, well, I, no, I oh, definitely didn't pass to him. <laughs> Full circle. He wasn't on my dang team. Zing. I played all against him. I probably I, fed him a couple of shoulders to the chest. I, okay, I think uh, a couple I think Applicator was was a was a good player in Detroit. He fit his role extremely well. Would he was I li- around for a long yeah, time. Would I like to see him get another shot? Absolutely. I agree. Do I think he's gonna get it? I don't know. The, no. Even in the two years that he's been gone, the game has changed and evolved again. Guys, the life cycle goes working your way up to the NHL, playing in the NHL. Finding out that you can no longer play in the NHL and then go play in overseas. You guys want to hear something pretty cool? Jumping out of this, um, so I going back to the what's what about my weekend. So my buddy Shane, whose kid won the How One Division bracket, went back to his house. So they have I forget what you call it, uh, but when a hockey player of high level comes in and he stays with you, he lives at your house. Bill. A billet. Okay, yep. yep. That, that's what they exactly what they're... Yep. A, a so they're... Uh, what, do you, what would you call them? 
billet parents. The, okay, yes. Yeah, so they're billet parents. So this kid. <laughs> yeah, um, I know hockey. Right. Too, too easy. I'm letting he, this one go. He lives with Shane and them, and he plays for, I forget the name. He's 16 years old, but they pick, like, from it's one team out of Detroit. They pick from the entire, like, yeah, U.S. You got the entire continent. I forget US. the name of the team, but specifically picked for this team. Kids, what did you say? He was 16, 17, maybe? They're he committed. He was age. committed to Michigan in the ninth grade. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think he's only like in the 10th, 11th grade at this moment. So he's got another year on the team before he goes. But we were all hanging out and we were yapping and stuff. And he was telling me, like, you know, kind of the inside, inside stuff of like how this all goes down and how it all happens and how some of his, a uh, couple of the guys on the team that are, you know, 17, 18 years old or 16, 17 years old that have already been, you know, just signed with the O and, all this kind of stuff. And it was a, it was a pretty cool, yeah. you know, could look at this young kid and, you know, it's a dream for so many people. And, you know, he's, I've watched him play. I've seen some film. Uh, I actually watched a game. So I guess maybe not film, but I watched a game and he's really good player. I guess his name, but, uh, sure. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it was pretty fun uh, to sit down and talk with him. You know, we're drinking and talking hockey and talking about our kids, you know, that whole, all that weird stuff that hockey parents do. And, yeah, he was. Uh, he was Good pretty talk, yeah. yeah, I took a nap. Yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. No, was what else did Shane no, say? Cool. Tell Shane to keep an eye on his wife. I've heard stories about billet kids and their billet moms. I don't want to repeat okay. it here. I can. I got to tell Shane not to listen to this because I said that to him once as a joke, and I'm pretty sure he physically tried to crawl through the phone and choke me. It was. Just, it was don't blame him. I'm sorry, Shane. It was just a joke. Yeah, no, that was a total joke, Shane. Please yeah. don't come to Grand Rapids. I mean, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it could happen. No, no I totally, <laughs> just I totally gave him some business for that. But oh, no, guys, we got to move on a little yes, bit we here. Do. Uh, well, move on. We got to get to the facts, so we got to do so, that fact check. Yeah. So last week we talked about uh, the milestone for Connor McDavid. Uh, I can't remember the number that he had. It was like a hundred uh, points in fifty three games. Some odd game, yeah, hundred and some odd points in fifty some odd games. Yeah, fifty three. I just said it. I'm sorry, you did. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at. I was it. too busy listening to myself talk. <laughs> so I, I pulled up the the leaderboard and I'm gonna list off where we because we started throwing. So out how names many like are Gretzky, there? I'll just, I'll just do that. See how high you can count. How many are there? How many are there that have done a hundred points in fifty games? Um, I have uh, five written down. Now I did this last week. Okay. So am I accurate thus you are far? Very accurate. Okay, that's good. Wait, 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 it is the newest one. Again. Right. Say accurate. Again. Accurate. Accurate. Oh, wait. Uh, accurate. Okay. Yeah. I said it midwest. Both of you go screw yourselves for giving me business on on and on. Accurate. Accurate. Whatever. Okay. So the the. What are the other I'm names on that list? I'm gonna read them from the top down. Absolutely. And yeah. I also have a little bit of spruce in here for you. So we've got Gretzky at number one with 1.92 points per game. Uh, Gretzky was born in 1961. Uh, Mario Lemieux, 1.88 points per game. He was born in 1965. Number three. Wait, hang on. I'm going to stop you right there. Everybody wants to argue about who's better, Lemieux or Gretzky. Lemieux did this accomplishment in 38 games. Right, that's what I want to know, the Continue. games. Yeah. Because that's what makes Tiger so good for his career is the, how fast he did He things. can't segue into Tiger. I'm sorry. Not a fan of Tiger. Don't like <laughs> golf. 
<laughs> we're moving on. And number oh, three is Bozy. He had uh, one point uh, 1.5 points per game, and he was born in 1957. Yeah, but he's, that's a great story. He's not on my list. He's not on your list? Who's no. three on your I list? I said uh, what we were talking about last week was 100 points in 50 games. Okay. Okay. So the top, uh, the four, with McDavid now being added to the list. Right. I'm getting to him. Okay. Go. I'm waiting okay. to see who else you have. But that guy? Okay. So great season. I- Okay, so I've got Mc, relevant. McDavid with 1.47 points per game, and he was born in 1997, and he is still going. Followed up by uh, Bobby Orr with 1.39 points great, per game. Another great guy. Born Not in on the list. 48. So what list are you looking at? In comparison Our conversation to the one I found? was 100 points in 50 games. That's what we were talking about last week. Yeah, but I these can, were the, the this is the points per game. I don't care about leader. that. I was comparing the 100 points to the 100, okay. in 50 games. Well, hey, F me. <laughs> <laughs> see that see that gun over there? Shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no, that, that's no, what we were talking about last week. Train wreck. I know absolutely. No, <laughs> we, we might as well just cancel the show. So okay. let's talk about Tiger and golf. No, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we, we we looked it up, so I was so interested in it. Um, so when I looked it up, I looked up at the points per game. You were game looking at leaders. points per game but over, you over an 82 game season, to, right? And which you, is right. That's amazing. a milestone. But you specifically wanted to find 100 points, fat, the race to 100. Yes, points. 100 points in 50 games. Uh, that was what I was really focused on at that point. Um, Gotcha. My bad. I missed that mark. No, no, pro- no. I, I feel bad. Seriously, shut his mic. I off. don't think you feel bad at all. <laughs> okay. Besides McDavid, it's only happened four times in the history for a player to reach a hundred points and f- uh, fewer or fifty points in thirty or uh, fifty games in thirty years. Mario Lemieux accomplished this feat twice in thirty-eight games. In 1992, 93, and 95, and 96. Wayne Gretzky did it in 50 games in 1990 and 1991. And Yammer, uh, Yamir Yager reached it in 52 games in 1995 and 1996. There you have it. So I I did. I was so interested because I, I think Lemieux seriously was a better hockey player than Gretzky. I, I, I just always have thought... That was the pinnacle. Sure, Mario Lemieux. I think uh, yes. I think that can. We'll leave that one up in the ether for those that are. Hey, for all of you who want to rip Brent, please do so. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Via yeah, go email. ahead and do it. Or website. So that was Facebook. that was a callback to a discussion that we had last week. Um, or feel free to rip him on Twitter because it looked like his fact sheet that he was looking at was a tweet. So. Uh, Hit us up there as well. Yes. So um, let me have it. The this next story is hockey related, but also um, pretty deep rooted for those of us um, in the silver puck community. Um, anybody that played ho- plays hockey, um, especially those that are in their early to mid thirties, um, we have a fallen comrade. And um, I'm just going to kind of skim through the old bit, but our friend Dave Truskowski, or Dave T, as a lot of us would refer to him, um, passed away on Saturday night after 
uh, over a month long fight with uh, COVID. Um, Dave was 39 years old. Um, he grew up in the Grand Rapids area. And I'm just going to skim through here just a little bit. He uh, he lost his father in 2008. Um, and uh, Dave is the youngest of four sisters. So uh, as you can imagine, him and his dad had one hell of a bond. Um, I, I remember playing with him that summer after his dad passed away. And um, he obviously took it pretty hard. Um, and, you know, we... Everybody that knows Dave, he's got an infectious personality and a smile, and he brings a lot to the table. He's a great locker room guy and a hell of a performer on the ice. Uh, and I think on top of all of that, he was always a dear friend and would never turn you down for a, a, a stupid conversation that maybe he wasn't interested in, but he was there. And plenty of stories and fun hijinks. So um, with that, he also has um, many nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, and cousins. And most importantly, his daughter, Olivia, is left behind um, without, you know, she's going to have to grow up without her father. And that just rips me right to the gut. Um, a little more accolades of Dave. Uh, Dave graduated in 2000 from Kennewa Hills. Uh, he later, uh, then re later on received a bachelor's degree from Western Michigan um, as soon as Dave learned to walk, he was in skates. So a lot of us can relate to that. Um, Dave played, uh, through the Grand Rapids Amateur Hockey Association, uh, at Patterson. He played Griffin's travel hockey and later, uh, played, uh, for the Kennewa Hills Knights. Um, following his high school career, he played with us, uh, in rec hockey and pretty much all of Brent's tournaments, uh, SBC tournaments. Dave was a avid sports fan who loved the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Go Irish. Dave and I uh, personally would talk about Irish football, hockey, etc. on a regular basis wow. when we ran into each other. Yeah. Um, obviously, Dave had a heart of gold. Um, he had a signature smirk and a contagious laugh. Um, he'd brighten your day. Uh, anybody that spent time with Dave uh, could attest to any of this stuff. He also uh, was a hockey coach for uh, youth hockey. And um, anybody that's interested, there's going to be a massive Christian burial uh, celebrated at 11 a.m. Saturday, May 22nd at St. Anthony of Pudia. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's a church, St. Anthony on Richmond. Um, there will be a mass and then, um, the burial will be at Holy Cross Cemetery. Uh, the family will receive visitors on Friday, May 22nd from four to seven at our silhouettes brothers on remembrance. And in lieu of flowers, the family would like, uh, donations to go to the spectrum health, uh, COVID response fund and the Grand Rapids Griffins Youth Foundation. You know, just to touch on this for a brief moment, uh, Dave was a part of the Silver Puck family since the very beginning, uh, stepping in with, uh, with as you know, Barley's RVO, you know, hanging out with, uh, with Dewey, 
Uh, later on, he would play with uh, with uh, Stu. I will have to. I do want to say that uh, it's Silver Puck might be seventeen years, and Dave was a part of many of those. He was an annual attendee to the event, um, and we will be doing something special doing the John English Memorial Cup weekend. Um, we are touching base with the family and the sisters to uh, come up with something for David. Uh, I personally just want to say thank you uh, in appreciation for all the years that uh, David has given me the conversations, time, uh, and coming to the events and being a part of those and showing his support to that. So before we hit to the uh, get to the outro, I would like to just take a, a brief moment of silence to remember our good friend, uh, David Truskowski. Uh, all the years he's touched a lot of our hearts, and it's time for us to give a little bit of that back now to him and his family. This one's for you, buddy. We love you, Dave. All right. Well, all right, guys. Uh, thank you for listening. Check out justchirpin.com. There you can find our bios, our guest bios, and many things you may find interesting. Feel free to send us an email or a message on all of our social media apps. You can also hear all of our episodes on our site, and you can sign up to be a special guest if you would like. Give us a like and follow us for the latest in hockey, life, and everything in between. That's justchirpin.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you at the rink. See you, boys. See you. Make good choices. Welcome to the show. It's called Chirpin, you know? And Chirpin's what we do. And if you play a little bit of hockey, then I'm sure you'd be chirpin too. So I started this show with my good friend, eh? My crazy ass cousin. So get on this mic and we'll trip all night. Cuz we're tripping to you. So pull up a chair and grab a brew and listen to Trippin'. Trippin'. Yeah, I'm talking about the nerd nine Trippin'. You know I got that dumb Trippin'. Yeah, I'm talking about the nerd nine Trippin'. Got the noon bang What in the hell are you doing? Give me that guitar right now. You're done. Ah, go back to the pond. I'll go f*** yourself, buddy. I've heard better chirps out of a dead bird. F*** you. F*** you. And Hank Williams Sr., you are not.